0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is May second, two 2022. So as we do, let's begin with a brief
1: moment of silence, followed by a sounding of the noontime recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need.
0: Touch our hearts anew with love that we
2: too may love and give.
1: Each week we work together as a group
0: to introduce this planetary service of Triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of Triangles. So if you're new to this idea of planetary service through the power of thought known as Triangles, welcome. And we also work for those of us who are already members of Triangles to come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. Three people agreed to simply visualize a triangle of light uniting themselves at the soul level each day. They link mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And then you place your triangle within the larger framework of the planetary network of triangles. And as that network is visualized, we sound the great invocation, a world prayer, which is a perfect medium through which the energies of light and loving goodwill can be distributed, touching all open hearts and minds. So this service only takes a few minutes each day, and therefore it can be fit into even the busiest of schedules. Today, after the meditation, we won't be having a special guest, but our special guest will be you, this group who participates each week, rather religiously, we might say, in this webinar. And we would like to hear your thoughts on the theme that we'll be sharing about of the great invocation about how to use it more effectively. You could share your understanding of the great invocation or how you've worked with it or imagining how we as a group could work with it more effectively to meet the challenges in our world today. And I also wanted to remind everyone that this evening in New York we'll be having a zoom meeting at 6pm for our new moon, and so we invite all of you who can and are willing and able to participate to join in with us tonight, where we'll be discussing children, the problem of children and education. And then also, I'd like to announce our upcoming Arcane School Conference, which includes the WaySAC Festival. The conference for Arcane School students begins on May 13th on a Friday, and then it's open to everyone on May 14th and 15th. And on Sunday the 15th, we will be holding the Waysack Festival. So we hope that as many of you who can come and participate in person we're having an in-person meeting here in new york and for those who cannot make it we hope you can join us through zoom
1: so now as we do each week let's begin with a visualization let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy
2: And within that sphere, we visualize
1: a triangle of the three planetary centers, the head
0: center of Shambhala, the heart center, the spiritual
2: hierarchy, and the throat center, humanity.
1: We visualize the lighted energies of these three spheres, moving around the triangle in all directions, filling it with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, we visualize a five-pointed indigo star, the star of the world teacher, linking east and west
2: past and future radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity
1: stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five
2: planetary centers. Visualize the energies
1: radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points.
2: London. Darjeeling. New York. Geneva. Tokyo. Project a
0: lighted strand of energy towards the spiritual hierarchy
1: and sound together the mantra. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched
0: out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning
1: we're working now in the lead up to the WESAC
0: festival and this year this energy of the spiritual will which is always available at WESAC is exponentially magnified because it's an eclipse period the day of WESAC is the most potent eclipse of the spiritual year so it's a very potent WESAC this year and this lead up
1: time is a time for caution, but also for expectation. It's said that when the great invocation was being brought
0: forward, there were certain members within the spiritual hierarchy who thought this might not be a good idea, that the timing might not be right, that humanity was too unprepared to handle the tremendous potency which the hierarchy knows the great invocation
1: conveys. And so now, um, all these many years later, it's our opportunity to
0: prove that this was not a premature release and to use it effectively during this time of crisis in our planetary life. And there was an earlier occasion when the Tibetan advocated the use of the Great Invocation before it was actually given out um, publicly. This was during the 1930s. A second version of the Great Invocation was given out to a small group of the Tibetan students, and he had said that if they could use this powerful prayer effectively, they could prevent the precipitation of World War II onto the physical plane. But unfortunately, that small group of students was unable to meet the challenge, and as we know, the war did precipitate. But now, as I stated, on this higher turn of the spiral, with the third and final version of the Great Invocation being given out in 1945, at a time when there's a global group of people and groups using the invocation, let's hope that we can recognize the opportunity and the challenge before us at this time to do what we can to promote its use and to ourselves use it effectively. For the Tibetans said um, that in the maps and archives of the spiritual hierarchy that over the area of the Middle East, Eastern Europe, Eastern Russia, there was and surely perhaps is a dark, overshadowing cloud. And he said this cloud could be dissipated by the right thinking and actions of men and women of goodwill by the governments particularly he noted of the UK, the United States and the collected united nations at that time he meant um, the nations of the world who were working in alignment with the forces of light that if these groups would um, work with right planning right thinking that this overshadowing cloud could be dissipated but the Tibetan wondered at that time whether this was too difficult a task for what he called the inexperienced disciple of humanity to undertake.
1: And perhaps he's still wondering today. But those who stand within
0: the heart center of the new group of world servers are charged with working scientifically and intelligently with the great invocation to effect these ends. So can we now exert more effort to both understand and distribute the invocation, reaching out to those we know, to groups we work with, in preparation for this upcoming WESAC and Gemini full moon cycles, the high point of the annual year. You can reach out to us at Lucis Trust if you'd like to request cards, pamphlets that we can send to you, so that by June 14th, which is World Invocation Day, we can work together to create a collective wall of sound which will be augmented and strengthened by the forces of light, thus releasing these potent energies
1: into the heart of humanity, knowing that this can effect a change in our world. The Tibetan described the great invocation as, quote, those amazing
0: words. And surely he, as a master of the wisdom, understood the potential of this prayer far better than we do. And he encouraged us to find our way into its mysteries. He told us that the invocation was the most complete expression of the logos himself and, in fact, the most abstract meditation we've ever been given. The invocation is both concrete and abstract, fulfilling perfectly its function as a seventh-ray mantram, embodying in itself the word
1: of power of that seventh-ray, the highest and the lowest meet. Our
0: keynote for this year's Arcane School Conference is related to the opportunity which comes as the seventh ray comes into prominence in the world. And when it's combined with the light of all the rays, it's able to bring about a release upon the physical etheric planes of a special kind of light, the light supernal, a light that is connected to the highest or will aspect in our solar system the second ray of love wisdom is the overriding and conditioning influence so as this seventh ray's ability to ground and release spiritual energy pours through the physical etheric plane we can visualize this being expressed as lighted love conditioning the consciousness of our leaders so they will be able to take the necessary steps
1: through negotiation through peacemaking to arrest the forces of war there's a story I heard recently in a video that wasn't related specifically to
0: the great invocation in any way but it was quite arresting in relationship to the power of thought that could be engendered by a group that works with focused intention. It was a lecture given by a woman who lives in the UK named Francine Blake. And this person had dedic- has dedicated her life to working with and understanding crop circles, particularly those in the area around Wiltshire. This is the area of the planet where the largest majority of crop circles appear during late spring and summer each year. She thinks that they appear there because of the numerous ancient monuments scattered throughout that part of the UK. A number of these monuments are large white carvings of horses that are carved into the side of hills. And it seems that these must surely be symbols of the coming of the Christ. She believes the crop circles are seeking to alert people to the importance that the ancient monuments are seeking to convey to humanity at this time. And she would organize conferences each year, and one year they had a particularly large group of participants, and a group of them spontaneously decided to go outside and sing a few mantric phrases. They were next to a big garden, and so they decided, since their group was so large, to form three concentric circles. Through the sounding of the mantra, Francine Blake said they created such a powerful energy current that they felt for one moment as if they had become one voice, so united they were in their intention. And then when the group opened their eyes after the sounding of the mantra, there were lots of people who'd come out from the building and were looking at them as if in amazement. They said that then when they were sounding the mantram above their heads were hundreds of white birds. But Ms. Blake was sure they were not birds at all because they didn't hear any sounds of the flapping of wings of the birds. And she understood that they were probably white lights for such lights are often associated with crop circles. And as soon as the crop, the group stopped singing, the lights disappeared. And to their amazement, a huge crop circle appeared right in the field next to them. And this circle consisted of three concentric circles composed of petals that corresponded exactly to the number of people gathered there, sounding the mantra. And many other crop circles also appeared appeared all over the area during that weekend. It seems that this demonstrates the power which a united group effort can evoke from the environment, from the ethers. And surely the collective sounding of a prayer as great as the great invocation, when done with focused intention, releases a tremendous amount of waves of healing energies that can be released into the atmosphere and just to close with this powerful passage to remind us of the importance of this time given out in Discipleship in the New Age volume 1 page 629 Tibetan wrote, no cost is too great to pay in order to be of use to the hierarchy at the time of the May full moon the Waysak Festival no price is too high in order to gain the spiritual illumination which
1: can be possible at that time
2: so let's now work with our meditation Let's integrate ourselves as a group,
0: visualizing ourselves at the center of the event arm cross,
1: focused upon the mental plane, linking in thought as a group, a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world
2: we're working in triangles. Project a line of lighted energy towards the highest center,
0: Shambhala, and sound, the affirmation of will. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Nought shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love.
1: I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine,
0: Work out that will within the square and serve my
2: fellow men.
1: Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light.
2: and visualize the triangle
1: in which you are working as an essential part of the worldwide radiant triangles
2: network. Project the rainbow
1: bridge towards the spiritual hierarchy and sound
2: together the mantra of unification. The sons of men are
1: one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not accept disservice. I seek to heal, not hurt.
0: Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light
1: the love that underlies the happenings of the time. Let vision come and insight.
2: Distribution,
1: sounding the great invocation, silently
0: or aloud. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light,
2: love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness.
1: return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known,
0: let purpose guide all little human wills,
1: the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race
2: Thank you, everyone.
1: So now we'd like to open it up.
0: And we'd really appreciate if some some of you would raise your hands and share audibly,
1: as that way we can connect um, more on the uh, direct line.
0: Um, But perhaps as you're collecting your thoughts
1: Uh, I'd read a quote from David, uh, from, I don't know what book this is from.
0: I said earlier that the war could have been averted from expression on the physical plane had the disciples and aspirants of the world measured up to their opportunity and responsibilities. The great invocation was rendered of relatively was relatively powerless from the angle of dynamic usefulness, because the majority of those who use it turned it into a peace prayer. It was instead a great, spiritually militant, invocative demand. This must not happen with this stanza of the Great Invocation, the one we have today. It is a demand. It is also an authoritative affirmation of existent fact. It sets in motion agencies and forces, hitherto quiescent, and these can change the face of the world battlefield. It invokes the Prince of Peace, but he carries a sword, and the effects of his activity may prove surprising to those who see only the need of the form aspect of humanity.
1: Thank you for posting that powerful quote. Either. Frida, hello.
3: Hi Kathy. Hello, everybody.
0: Hello. Um,
3: the thing that I wanted to uh, sort of add to our discussion today. Sorry, I'm outside, so you might hear some dog noises in the background. Um, and that is the idea that when we say this prayer, um, we're, of course, here we're saying it in a group, and that's that's exactly what we should be doing. But imagining that we're saying it simultaneously with all of hierarchy. In other words, um, we're sort of standing in for humanity, collecting all of this consciousness of humanity, saying the prayer as humanity, and imagine saying it simultaneously with hierarchy. That way it becomes a kind of a planetary invocative prayer and not just our little small group saying it, but this whole collective uh, two kingdoms simultaneously sounding this great prayer, and 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 thereby gaining the attention of—I uh, think Kathy's talked about this before—extraplanetary lives and forces uh, to come to our aid. Yeah. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Frida. Yeah, I mean, we could extend it to the Center Shambhala. I mean, he, you know, it's really about the triangle that we work with the planetary triangle all three centers and then as you said opening up to those forces outside of our planet that are overshadowing the
1: christ so thank you very much all right sam hello
4: hello Hello. Um, thank you so much what a wonderful introduction kathy um touches the heart um this is a bit complex (laughs) um so if it's too much just let me know um but mine sort of started I was very interested in um Edward D Babat's um Spirelia um and uh of course doing the triangles as well I kept sort of thinking that there has to be some way for these two to be together and then um a friend bought me. Um, it's it's called a flow ring, so it's easy to find on the int- um, on um, the internet on YouTube, um, and it's a bit like a, a Taurus, the T O R U S, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and it, it, if it could go round a ring, it would constantly flow. So the idea is that I, with the, the first stands have the energy coming in from light all around the world and then the Torah swirls up in the centre and then swirls round outside that and you can actually do it so you can imagine it in each spiral going up and down um, is all of the seven kingdoms um, and then the next, with, you did the same with the, the second stands and love, again, going all around the planet, going up the centre, outside again, going up the centre, outside again, spiralling all the time. And then with the third stands as well, um, with the will. Um, and then with the, the very last stands um, for humanity, I see... And with each of those as well, I see sort of the light pouring through to meet both um, the inside and the out. Um, and the same with each stance. With the last one, I see it connecting us all like DNA. Um, mm. And a lot of it started because with when I did triangles, it you know we keep getting bits of inspiration that come through. Mm-hmm. And um, I was thinking, well, do we travel straight through the earth to our other partners or do we go round the earth? Do we, which way round do we go? And I, I thought, well, it actually needs to be both. And so it, it sort of turned up into a triangle of energy in itself that we do the inside and the outside. And then, of course, the soul aspect, too. I hope that makes sense actually that's really powerful and i think
0: it's the way that quite a few people actually work with it they might not use the actual taurus but that flow up and down of all the energies like the seventh ray the highest and the lowest Mm. and distributing them through the earth so thank you so much maybe next week you could post a link to the video um in the chat box that
4: would be that would be great certainly will do thank you Kathy. thank you and, and one... love to everybody, love around you all. Thank you. And if you can um,
0: lower your hands yeah. when you're finished. I'm just sharing. trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, great. There we I can go. do that. I can do that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Maria-Christina Donadu, did you have a, something to share? Hello? Can you unmute? There you go. That oh, yes,
5: thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you. The last sharing. Um, I we here often use here in Tucson. Well, the entirety of the Great Invocation of Power and Light. <clears throat> and I too would like just to, to share a couple of quotes given. First of all, on the first stanza, which I'm sure most, well, let the forces of light bring illumination to humanity. Let the spirit of peace be spread abroad. May people of goodwill everywhere meet in a spirit of cooperation. May forgiveness on the part of all be the keynote at this time. Let power attend the efforts of the great ones so let it be, and help us to do our part. And in relation to this invocation, the first one, the Tibetan writes that when world aspirants and disciples use this invocation, this first phrase takes the consciousness to the hierarchy of light, the intermediate center between humanity and Shambhala. And it serves then to emphasize and establish a close rapport, blending and fusing the human and the hierarchical centers. When this has taken place, the hierarchy can then use this great invocation with greater potency and can carry the relation to a higher state still and produce a blending with the Shambhala force, where the forces of light are as embodied presences and where their focused energy serves to provide great reservoirs of light and love. So with these thoughts in mind, um, I have um, made copies or have been distributing this particular stanza of the Great Invocation printed on a background, the Ukrainian flag as a background. And then with this stanza. And it's really beautiful how people respond. So, I mean, there's such a felt need. And the thought of the focus on, you know, it's short and the spirit of peace. And the focus, I think, for me on forgiveness has been very powerful. Anyway, if anybody would be interested, I would be happy um, to send a sheet. It, it really looks very beautiful because it's a beautiful flag. It's that blue and golden flag with this particular invocation. And I think people have indeed um, been responding to it. And so I would just offer that if anybody would like... Um,
0: yeah, people could put their, their name, put their request in the chat box, and we'll send, I it, could we send it to you.
5: Thing, Kathy? Yeah,
0: yeah, if you want I to put your email. Yeah, yeah why hard.
5: don't I put my email, and then they can send it to my email rather than me trying to capture okay. it from the chat box, which sounds a little bit okay. daunting.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, Constance, did you have a comment?
6: Uh, yes, thank you, Kathy, and thank you, everyone, for our gathering and our work today. Uh, I'd like to share uh, what I was called to do many years ago with regard to the Great Invocation, and that is when I recite it, uh, I, uh, I, I bring it, for me, it, it, it um, brings the energy even more to life Uh, For example, I recite uh, from the point of light within the mind of God, light streams forth into human mind. Light descends on earth. So I've released the word let and I've brought everything into um, activity. And uh, this has been uh, very meaningful for me. Thank you for letting me share this.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing. All right. Um, Santana, hello? Hello.
7: Can Hi. You hear me? Yes. Hi, Kathy. thank you so much that you, for your beautiful words and for that deep meditation. I was just going to say, I agree with uh, Marina, Maria Cristina, and I work with a group on Sundays that does the whole meditation. And for me, the second stanza, let the forces of illumination, um, that starts with that uh, is really powerful. But what I wanted to say was it's very important to be in a state of actual invocation And with each stanza, to invoke, one of them is invoking the mind of God, which would be manas; the other, the heart of God, hierarchy, and the will of God, which is Shambhala. And in doing that, a channel is created between, I think somebody did mention that hierarchy, and which can go up to shambhala and down and out to humanity through the new group of world servers and to get into the energy behind the words because yes. i believe it was not always in english uh, i think in the teaching somewhere it says it's been translated from some obscure esoteric language mm-hmm. um, so and then to actually connect with humanity and send the energy out yeah. mindfully yeah. on the sacred word which yeah. tends yeah. to go up as well as out at the same time yeah. so um, and there's different rhythms it can be set in yeah. and i notice yeah. when d- different people say it and the different rhythms they use yes yeah. has yeah. a definite effect um, So uh, that was basically um, what I wanted to say. But if you think of it, that you are making that connection with the highest levels, then you really are evoking the energy to come down into helping humanity, all sentient beings and into the very core of the planet itself. So thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Um, John.
8: Thank you for allowing me to speak. I am in transit today, so if you hear noise, it's because I'm outside.
0: Okay. It's
8: it's very timely that you allow us to explore the use of the great invocation for our group, Kathy, to... Address this for some time. And the quote that David Trice had put in the chat earlier was very helpful. Yes. The Tibetan, I'll paraphrase here because I don't have the books handy. But the Tibetan has said in many places that the people of the United States, in particular, have a, a tendency towards isolationism, almost pacifistic passivity. And in the use of the great invocation, uh, again, paraphrasing, the Tibetan had said, if there had only been 30 trained meditators, Mm -hmm. the proper use of it, we could have uh, avoided that war. Mm
2: -hmm. I feel
8: that it's very important to use this great invocation to whatever capacity, in whatever form, according to our ray and our assignments, where we find ourselves, since I live in Washington, D.C., I use it there frequently. Uh, Good. Traveled. Keep keep <laughs> I, that up. <laughs> <laughs> I traveled. I spent many years at the Capitol and my Ma-Kai meditation was running. And I would repeat the invocation as I went around the Capitol. The but to kind of return to it, uh, this isn't a oh, please help us out. Or if you're not busy, oh, great one. This is a strong invocation. Humanity must collectively demand that we receive what we need and this eternal strife and conflict because the time is very short. Yes. We're at the culmination of this phase, as we know from 2025. So again, I would encourage everyone to use the invocation as much as they can in whatever form and to share it as they feel appropriate. Remembering of course that uh, as the hierarchy was hesitant to share it with a new group of world servers, it's not something that perhaps the masses are ready for just yet. But the time is approaching. And again, thank you for letting me uh,
0: thank you address thank- the group. Thank you so much, John. Maria christina hello. Can you unmute? Yeah, there you go. Hello? I don't hear you. Is your mic on?
1: Hello? And I don't hear you. Um,
2: I'm not sure.
0: Uh, I'll leave your mic unmuted and maybe you'll be able to connect in a minute and we'll come back to you. Hello, Duncan. Can you
9: unmute your microphone? Yes. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Wonderful session today. I have been focused on the Great Invocation daily now for a few years. And I posted in the chat last WESAC, I was moved one day after, you know, probably a couple of hours after doing yoga to, to stand up and use the Great Invocation. And spontaneously, a series of gestures came to mind. Um, I made a, a video of myself doing them. And I've posted um, slideshows of the gestures I was using in the chat, if anybody wants mm. to. And to echo what Frida was saying, the third link there is a piece of artwork, which um, is kind of a visualization of what I suspect goes on when we are using the great invocation. But I just wanted to add that if anybody wants to try it, it's very, very good to do it outside. Um, we, we know the first, the second, the third kingdom, are all connected to this work. Doing it in your room, of course, is great, but if you can stand out somewhere in nature, particularly with your shoes off, this is also a a very good thing to consider. Thank Thank you. you.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, I once had an opportunity in a group to, a group of people were being led by a woman and we were moving and um, actually sort of marching uh, to a song that was a spiritual song. And then we all stopped and sounded The Great Invocation. And it was, I have to say, one of the most powerful experiences I've had in using it. So thank you for bringing that to my mind. And Michael, no, I can't see to unmute you. Michael, did you have something to unmute (laughs) yourself?
10: (laughs) Okay, there you go. I, can you hear me? There we go. Kathy. Yes. It, okay. Um, thank you, Kathy, so much. That was a really electric, beautiful presentation. Thank you, everyone who's shared. I think this is the most sharing we've had on the Triangles webinar. Yeah. People raising their hands yeah. um, in quite some time. And I think it's because of the importance of this topic and yeah. you know, the, um, importance it has for people and their individual. Not their individual spiritual work so much because people work as groups but in their spiritual lives and everything that we um, dedicate ourselves to on this path i just wanted to share the comment that speech um the tibetan rites, is the most occult force in manifestation. Mm-hmm. and manifestation that's something very important to remember when working with the great invocation we know yeah. that the word or what we call the sacred word um, is related to the soul, right? And yeah. we speak about on a cosmic level. Um, word is logos, and so you can imagine in, in the in the life of the human being, the role of speech is to externalize some thought and to make it present and manifest at a higher level. The word or the logos or the verbum, whatever you want to call it, is that which makes the ever-concealed thought of deity or it's sort of its very essence, I guess you could say, it's, its intention or its will or its purpose, what makes it externalized. And so what's beautiful, I think, when we're speaking or thinking about invocations, that what we're repeating in the human kingdom goes forth also on these higher levels, on cosmic levels, Within the hierarchy, within all sorts of sort of spiritual beings on levels we can't even imagine. So I guess just my point is that when we're when we're invoking something, this is a truly occult act, and it's the same—not the same, but it's analogous to the very act of creation that our planet itself goes through when it coordinated all these kingdoms in nature and expressed itself as some, you know, globe. And I yeah. think we have to keep in mind that this is not just—they're not just your vo- voice sounding some words. I mean, this is your entire being being put into something. It's your entire will. It's—and it's not even just your will. I loved Frida's comment that, you know, we we voice this mantra on behalf of humanity. We have that right to do so because of because of the spiritual responsibility that we are responding to so yeah thank you thank you so much
0: thank you michael yeah i was reading something that the tibetan said that actually dovetailed what frida said and brought in when we sound it we're sounding it as a united breath a unified rhythm with the whole, all of the three centers we're sounding it in coordination with the whole triangle thank you maria christina i see you back again are you able to unmute now and speak to us hello Hello, can you hear? Yes, now can we can you hear, hear
11: you. me. Yes. Okay, <clears throat> thank you for the inspiring thoughts, Kathy, before the meditation. A very important point about uh, the um, Wesak, which is the higher interlude. And uh, I'm not sure if it happened in Wesak in 1942 or in Gemini that uh, the war, the Second World War was decided mm. because uh, this moment of uh, this amount of light and the will and love together and light. And uh, it's, Wesak is kind uh, the noon time of the year. Yeah. So the noon time, it means there's no shadow. And uh, to use the great invocation, in preparation for the festival and also to use it during the festival is um, effective form of service Yes. Uh, and another point about uh, the great invocation w- which is important is that uh, the one who could avoid the war was the first part as Maria Christina presented
2: mm-hmm.
11: and uh, it's really a powerful invocation when it's correctly done. One important thing to keep in mind is this great invocation, they are prayer. So there is a meaning when we say a prayer, a meditation and an invocation all together. Yeah. So it's uh, the aspiration together with the mind, with thought, and then the projection of energy to the will aspect. And also the quote you read, someone has shared, the fact that is a demand. And uh, demand is is kind of a command with love, but is not one aspiration is let it be. You see, it's, uh, Um, the quote mentioned authoritative um, sound of voice, which is not easy to find the right speech and balance to blend all together aspiration, which is prayer, meditation and invocation and the right command, but it's the most powerful prayer because it's the prayer of the Christ itself and when we sound together all goodwill people all trained meditators together with the hierarchy because the hierarchy is gathered together it's make it extremely powerful to bring solution for this world situation thank you
10: Thank you, Maria, Christina. Um, Kathy's just gone, lost her connection. So um, okay. <laughs> okay, she said thank you, thank though. You. She's just she's trying to log back on right now.
11: OK, um, thank you, so, Michael.
2: Thank you, Maria.
10: Uh, Brad, I'm going to ask you to unmute.
12: Thanks, Michael. So when we say the invocation with sincere purpose that activates our connection to the will aspect, aspect and with the aspiration of our heart that helps us connect to the second hierarchical aspect. And with a clear understanding in our mind that the meaning of the words that facilitates our connection with the energies that we're trying to invoke. So it's so important to be in the right state as we say this. And then if we are confident in our ability to succeed in invoking, we then have the responsibility of what is evoked. And so that um, leaves us with the responsibility to to use the energies in service in our own way. And so it's important to keep that in mind. If we're successful, then we got to use the energy.
10: Thank you, Brad. And that maybe goes back to what Kathy was saying about how there were those in hierarchy who were unsure whether humanity was ready because perhaps all this energy flows in
2: yeah, how, are to to get and,
10: you know, how are we going yeah. to direct it? we If if we, It's a great responsibility,
1: of course. All right. Thank you, everyone. It is now um, four after.
10: And so I think it's about time to close the meeting. So let's all just um, finish with um, a moment of silence to link up with the group.
2: Thank you.